0: Welcome to the Elgin Watchmen Podcast, coming to you from Elgin, Illinois, the historic home of the now-defunct Elgin Watch Company. The Elgin Watchman Podcast is a monthly show focused on environmental sustainability issues in our city and throughout the Fox Valley. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Anderson and Tia Gassin. Welcome to the Elgin Watchman Podcast. Uh, My name is Tia Augustin, and I am here with my recently COVID vaccine-boosted co-host, Eric Anderson. He is fresh off of covering the Elgin Sustainability Commission's July meeting, and I'm curious if those two things are related in any way, shape, or form. How are you feeling, Eric?
1: I feel like dog shit, Tia, (laughs) which was exactly how I felt after the first set of COVID shots back in early 2021 mm-hmm. and the first booster shot at the end of 2021. Yep. You know the drill, arm pain, slightly feverish, headache, sleepy, and all around yucky and bleary. However, I must admit at least it isn't nearly it's not nearly as bad as when I had the actual covid virus around Easter of this year. Now that sucked. Yep. And and as for your Funny little question about whether my decision to get my second booster had anything to do with the July Sustainability Commission meeting. I hadn't really connected the two things until just now, but yes, (laughs) I actually do think there is a little bit of a connection between those two things. I'm becoming increasingly concerned about the recent relaxation of common sense COVID mitigation efforts in our communities And I'm not talking about lockdowns. I'm just simply talking about like face masks and hand washing and social distancing. I was hopeful that when the state and local governments relaxed their mandates a few months ago due to COVID fatigue and dropping case counts, that most of my fellow respectable citizens might still have practiced common sense mitigation efforts in spite of the lack of a mandate. But as always, I was wrong. Mm -hmm. And As I think back to the commission meeting a few days ago, no one was wearing a mask, and none of the commissioners were practicing social distancing. And I've been reading too much internet again. (laughs) I've got to stop that. With the Omicron BA5 subvariant, or whatever the hell they're calling it, it's on its way, and predictions of another big COVID wave starting to look more likely in the fall, thank God the city of Elgin has pulled the plug on its efforts to use technologies like Zoom and Facebook Live to allow its citizens, like you and me, to stay on top of what's happening at municipal meetings like the Sustainability Commission. So I guess if I need to show up and cover these meetings in person with a bunch of non-mask-wearing nincompoops who don't seem to care about public health, then Getting my second booster makes a lot of sense, or at least it did. And frankly, it's not just the commission. I have other clients of mine in my, in, in my business who don't seem to care anymore either.
0: Well, I sincerely hope you feel better soon. Thank you. <laughs> but I want to put a quick stop to this pity party because we have a lot to talk about today. Right. And we need to get this show started if we have any chance at squeezing it all into our usual 45 to 60-minute podcast.
1: Okay, roger that. My wicked smart podcast partner. But can you do me a favor, please? Please, can you do me a favor? What? Since I'm not feeling 100% today and I really, really just want to crawl back into bed, can we skip all the fun little podcast games we normally play? After all, we already know the outcome, don't we? I lose because I can't (laughs) summarize all the agenda items in one-minute nuggets like you apparently can.
0: Well, uh, seeing that I'm also nursing my husband back to good health from his recent surgeries, I'm feeling a little sympathetic today, but mm. I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm. I think a little bit of fun might, might just be what the doctor ordered.
1: Mm. Okay. I'm listening.
0: So I can see from your meeting notes that commissioners covered an awful lot of ground in 90 minutes. There's riverfront development north of the main branch of the Gale Borden Library in downtown Elgin. Yep. Fascinating. Sustainability grant report from a grantee updating the commission about her organization's program they're calling Free For You Services. Not so interesting. Okay. A blizzard of commission work group reports on topics like retrofitting buildings for energy efficiency, community solar and renewable energy ideas, electric vehicle car charging stations, and other green transportation possibilities, uh, herbicide drift, east side community garden, single-use plastic bag fee Mm -hmm. ordinance, dear God. Also, trying to reboot the old Elgin Alive speaker series at Gale Borden Library to focus on sustainability issues, the city's staff greenhouse gas inventory efforts, Elgin Parks and Rec's recent online survey, and open house focusing on the city's parks and open space, and did I even see something about pickleball somewhere in your... <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> you, you, you most certainly did. But stop. Can you please stop? Stop with the laundry list of discussion yeah, no, topics. No, I'm
0: done. I don't want to talk about this anymore.
1: <sighs> I would agree to... About anything right now, if you just stop reading those notes back to me, you're making my COVID (laughs) booster-inspired headache start to throb inside my skull again. And as my husband, John, is famous for saying to me, can you please bottom line it for me?
0: Of course. I want to change things up today. Instead of playing your Mr. Smith goes to the city hall and drinks a fifth of scotch while in search of a more sustainable future game Mm -hmm. or dialing somebody in for a telephone interview i think it would be fun to just take a page out of the old pbs television show the mclaughlin group playbook and use our remaining time to do a deeper dive on three of the commission's recent discussion items of my choosing so do you remember that old pbs show from the 1980s and 90s right and if not let me refresh your memory with this little ditty that opened their show every week (laughs) (laughs) yeah so intense
1: Good gravy dear! Of course, I remember the McLaughlin group.
0: <laughs> Spill your coffee on yourself. Morning.
1: I grew up watching John McLaughlin needle his fellow journalists like Chicago Sun-Times Clarence Page and conservative commentator and two-time presidential candidate and my favorite douchebag, <laughs> Pat Buchanan, yeah. and so many other journalists. So would I be guessing correctly that you would play the role of John McLaughlin and unfortunately i'd play the role of the tortured panelist
0: yeah and in fact i want to ham it up a little bit and and push it into dana carvey does the mclaughlin group because uh, i think that's more entertaining so you're gonna call me the wicked smart one of the two of us of course you dunderhead. so what do you say are you game i'll pick three topics introduce them a la john mclaughlin style and you and i can do a little point counterpoint back and forth
1: yes yes yeah Let's get a move on it before my Tylenol wears off, Madam Moderator.
0: (laughs) All right, excellent. Issue one, River Life Elgin. What is it and has former Mayor Ed Schock bewitched our current mayor, Dave Captain, on the issue of riverfront development? During the commission's other person's present portion of the agenda, Northeast Neighborhood Association member and wife of a sitting Elgin City Council person, Carrie Kelly, spoke to the commission about a newly forming group that calls itself River Life Elgin and focus on the city's efforts to develop the 22 acres of land out north of the downtown branch of the Gale Borden Library along the east banks of the Fox River. So, Eric, who all is involved in this newly formed group, and why is this the first time I'm hearing about this?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was a little surprised by this topic. It kind of came out of nowhere. In fact, the last time I heard anyone talking about developing that land, it was actually former Mayor Ed Shock, and it was part of his grand vision for downtown redevelopment and turning the Fox River into an asset and something to focus development efforts around. You know, kind of sort of like the Naperville or Chicago Riverwalks featuring residential, commercial, and recreational uses.
0: Yeah, like Aurora or St. Charles yeah. or Geneva or, or... or
1: Now, according to Carrie Kelly, the city published a request for proposal uh, with the deadline for submissions set for july 1st 2022 at 11 a.m
0: wait so that's past
1: uh-huh okay so why you ask do i think this is the first time you're hearing about this well you know i suspect there's a few issues at play here or at least a few explanations explanation number one you my dear frontier are a young millennial who is probably so young that you might not remember much about our former mayor, Ed Shock and his grand vision for the downtown riverfront. And when you and your husband, TJ, moved to Elgin, you were Westsiders who lived off of Randall Road until you moved to your current beautiful home near Wing Park. So uh, it's been a while, I guess, is my first reason. Okay. Reason number two is, after a little investigating, it looks like city staff published this RFP on June 3rd and closed the bidding process on... July 1st. Now, they state in the RFP that the purpose of this project and the purpose for the proposals Mm -hmm. are to solicit proposals from qualified urban planning, architecture, engineering, and or real estate development firms to assist city staff with hosting a series of neighborhood and other stakeholder meetings and to produce the following four things for the 34 acres of land north of the current library and the property east of the library parking lot across Grove Avenue, and the current city parking lot south of the current library on Kimball Street, which is the site of the old Gale Borden Public Library building. And those four project deliverables the city seeks from this outside consultant are, number one, they want that consultant to help them develop a vision. Okay. Number two, they want that consultant to help produce a land plan. Number three, they want that consultant um, to help produce design guidelines for the development in those areas. Okay. And number four, they want that consultant to help with implementation strategies or designing those implementation strategies. Now, these four things are meant to help achieve the preferred uh, development of the North Grove redevelopment area, which is what city staff calls that. 34 acre grouping of land okay um perhaps you're hearing this for the first time because less than a month of time passed from when the um from when the city staff first issued the rfp to when they were closing it down so that's fast that's fast
0: i've worked in contracting and procurement before at that's a tight timeline, it and especially is. for a huge project like that.
1: Uh huh. So, there wasn't a lot of time to get the word out there and start talking to commissions and citizens about hey, we're jump starting the old process and we're, we're looking for a consultant. The RFP's up on the website. If you know anybody, right, send them in our direction.
0: Or maybe is there something within the RFP that we should include that we're not considering?
1: Hmm. That's interesting. So that's the second reason. It was kind of a very fast process for whatever reason. I don't want to throw too much shade at City Hall. Okay. But the third reason I could think of is when I went back to city documents that are old. I mean, they're, they go way back to like 2001, uh, which is when riverfront redevelopment was being discussed by, again, former Mayor Ed Schock and by city staff and by the city council. The city mentioned the Downtown Neighborhood Association. They mentioned the Chamber of Commerce. They mentioned the Convention and Visitors Bureau. And they mentioned Elgin Community Network, all as collaborative partners in helping develop that plan and that vision, which is now 21 years old. Yeah. But there's not any mention of the Elgin Sustainability Commission. Now, of course, that wasn't nefarious. Or some sort of intentional slight. I mean, after all, the commission wasn't actually created by the city council until 2011. Yeah. So the idea of including the commission in the discussion around this project isn't likely some sort of afterthought. It's simply just a new thought to which I say, bravo, bravo, nice job, City Hall. Wrong.
0: Wrong. Forgive me for being a little cynical, Pollyanna, but this kind of smells like the exact same thing when the city manager's office tried to get the Sustainability Commission to rubber stamp the five-year extension of the waste management contract a few years ago or the LED street lighting project around the same time. You weren't the only goody-two-shoes who did a little research. Um, I did, too, and nowhere mentioned in the RFP documentation or Frequently Asked Questions addendum to the city's website was the Sustainability Commission mentioned, nor was there references to environmentally friendly or sustainable development. I can't prove it, but man, I hope the city manager's office didn't realize at the last minute that they need to tell city council members, that the commission had been engaged to some extent because developing these 33 acres touches on issues such as the Fox River, pollution remediation, river dam removal, removal, and other uh, environmental topics that sustainability-minded council members would likely ask about before voting to approve hiring consultants. I mean, there's a lot to consider here, and we need to think about even the environmental impact of development, period, regardless of what it is. So, exit question... Mayor Dave Captain, bewitched or not bewitched?
1: (laughs) Well, that's an easy answer to you. He's obviously bewitched. (laughs) Any civil servant of his age, with those many years of service on the city council, and almost three terms as our city's mayor, who just announced his intention to run for a fourth term as mayor in early 2023, he has to be bewitched. Now, by whom? I... Cannot be certain, but that wasn't what you asked Tia. So I simply say <laughs> Dave Captain is bewitched. Mwah!
0: Issue two. Commission work groups. Is the reboot of these unstaffed subcommittees of the commission actually going to work? For the last two commission meetings, the shortened agenda has focused almost exclusively on workgroup reports without any public notice of what those report topics actually might be. The city's sustainability analyst and commission staff liaison, Michaela Larson, has been busy trying to provide structure and process to these redheaded stepchildren of the commission no shade to the redheaded children of the world. Structure such as recurring meeting dates and times and processes like how work groups interact with the commission and likewise how the commission makes recommendations to the city council. What is your sense of how things are coming together, Eric Pollyanna Anderson?
1: <laughs> Jeez, Tia. Yeah. I think I liked it better when you were referring to me as a slut <laughs> over the last two podcast episodes, but uh, uh, as far as the commission work groups go. You know better than anybody that I've been on all sides of this issue over the last few years. I am worse than your typical flip flopping politician, in fact. Um, you and I were gung ho, and we were instrumental in standing up the work groups and getting them moving back in 2018 when we were both on the Sustainability Commission. Then we experienced how much time, energy, oh. effort, and love those work groups needed in order to keep them moving especially when city staff was unwilling and in fairness to them probably unable mm-hmm. to provide supports like agenda development meeting note taking uh, material creation and distribution
0: not to say like if we had things that they needed to carry out
1: mm, right then in my coverage of the sustainability commission for our beloved Elgin Watchman podcast i was kind of persuaded by Commission Chairperson Tom Armstrong a few months ago that work groups required way too much time to operationalize, and none of the volunteer commissioners had actually agreed or signed on for that type of thankless assignment. You may recall that I was starting to believe that the commission should just become a glorified funding board for sustainability-focused projects that are, were being or could be spearheaded by local nonprofit organizations or neighborhood groups or small businesses, or heck, even individual residents. But after covering this July meeting, I don't know. I honestly don't know. It sounds like they're starting to get some traction, maybe, I guess. I honestly don't know where I stand on the issue of whether a work group model is going to work in the long term for the commission.
0: Wrong! You wishy-washy fool. <laughs> Your inability to take a stand on this issue makes me think you might be the perfect candidate to run against mayor-captain in next year's municipal election. The answer is... The work groups with Tom Armstrong, David Jarena, and Jeff Biss serving as chairs or members will obviously succeed. Those three musketeers are freaks of nature and will do whatever it takes to succeed. I have faith. (laughs) Issue three, single-use plastic bag fee ordinance. Here we are. Will this never-ending issue ever get to the council? And if it does, will it pass or fail? The commission's waste work group has spent the last three, four, or maybe even five years creating a draft ordinance to place ten sent fee on every single plastic bag consumers ask certain local merchants to use during the checkout process. As it stands today, the Sustainability Commissioner, Jeff Biss, has created a redlined mock ordinance and marketing materials for the commission's consideration. However, there has only been partial feedback from certain commissioners to date. Additionally, city staff continue to push for engagement of the Chamber of Commerce and Downtown Neighborhood Association and development of additional materials and presentation for the council. What are your thoughts, Eric? Want to be Mayor Anderson?
1: (laughs) No, 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 no. You're crazy. You're crazy, Tia. That's just nuts. You could not pay me enough money to run for mayor of this great town. (laughs) I'd have to to be really a glutton for punishment to even think about jumping into that race. As I said earlier, Dave Captain might be bewitched, but he's a beast on the campaign trail and not someone with whom to trifle. For as much as we've talked about single-use plastic bag fee... And I think we've been doing this for like three or four months. Yep. I think this issue is starting to bog down actually and may very well die before it gets to the council for consideration. Sure. Sure. You know, Jeff Biss has, he has been amazing and uh, appears to have done all the heavy lifting since you stepped away from the commission in 2020 at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. But it seems as though city staff have dug in their heels And they appear to be insisting the Chamber of Commerce and Business community first buy in on a single-use plastic bag fee before the draft ordinance can even be considered by the city council. And as for whether this is something that could pass with a minimum of five votes at the city council level, I know that you and I were confident last month, and we actually named six obvious council people who we thought would be supporters of this ordinance, but... Commission chairperson Tom Armstrong said in July's open meeting. During the open meeting, that councilwoman Carol Rauschenberger has quote unquote informally been polling her fellow council members, and she's only found four yes votes to date. That was a bit surprising to me, Tia. So, I guess to answer your question, I'm starting to lean slightly towards not passing. Yet, if anyone can pull this rabbit out of their hat, it's Sustainability Commissioner Jeff Biss.
0: Wrong. You doubting Thomas. Never underestimate the power of the people. And, more importantly, never underestimate the power of a commissioner who loves and cares for opossums. And more to the point, never underestimate the power of the almighty dollar, which is what the city would make if they vote yes now, and what they won't make if they drag their feet and the state gets their bite of the pie first. I feel like I heard some rumors down in Springfield that this might be coming back around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Moreover, in February 2022, Oceana released the results of a new nationwide poll revealing that 81% of American voters support national, state, and local policies that reduce single-use plastic. The vast majority of registered voters reported being concerned about plastic pollution and there is widespread bipartisan support for policies that reduce the use of single-use plastic products, including plastic bags, foam foodware, takeout containers, and packaging from online shopping. So with the 2023 mayoral election on the horizon, I predict Mayor David Captain, who is desperately looking to do something that very few Elgin mayors have ever done, win a fourth term in office, will step in, broker the necessary support, and will champion this issue so that he might have something to tell the voters as he tries to convince them he is worthy of a fourth term. Wow. Besides, I suspect that if the mayor wants to stay in his environmentalist wife's good graces, he better be the person to get this proposed single-use plastic bag fee ordinance across the finish line. Hmm. Otherwise, he might be sleeping on his living room couch for the foreseeable future. (laughs) In fact, I am so confident that you're wrong. I am going to double down and announce that the Elgin Watchmen podcast is launching an anonymous poll of city council members on this topic. Not only will we seek to understand how many yes, no, maybe votes exist at this time for a single-use plastic bag fee ordinance, but we will ask city council members to anonymously identify what issues have their support or lack of support at this time. Maybe we can cut some of the crap for the commission. Mm. So stay tuned and keep your eyes on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash the Elgin which is where we will publish the results of our informal poll in a few weeks. So, we're coming to the end of our time together today. My exit question of you, Eric, is who was the big winner coming out of the July Sustainability Commission meeting?
1: Obviously, (laughs) the big winner was Commissioner Chris Flaherty. Why, you may ask? Well, because he was not in attendance (laughs) at the July meeting because he was camping and canoeing the Mississippi backwaters and the Wisconsin River with his family.
0: Wrong. Wrong. The winner was me, because it was your turn to cover the commission meeting, and I was able to sit back and enjoy my evening with a late dinner at one of our favorite Elgin restaurants, Elgin Public House.
1: You're crazy, Tia, but I think that's why our listeners love you so much. You're welcome. (sighs) And with that said, I guess we've come to that time in our monthly podcast um, reserved for what I would call legal disclaimers (laughs) in tiny print. So I must say, all copyrights, trademarks, and registered symbols, songs, or materials related to the McLaughlin Group do not belong to the Elgin Watchmen podcast and are the sole property of PBS and others associated with that particular show. Today's use of any of those materials was an attempt at parody and humor. Please don't sue us because we don't have any money. (laughs) (laughs) I also want to tease our listeners before we go. Eric Weiss, who is the... Uh, city of elgin's
0: water utility director
1: water utility director i think i think you're Mm -hmm. right that's his title he came through um, as our lead expert interview for our next episode so be excited because since we've already done that interview i can tell you and you know because you were there it's a good one Mm -hmm. it's a good one with that out of the way, Tia, I want to thank everybody out there for listening to The Elgin Watchman. And as always, we encourage you to get involved, be engaged, and always keep watch. And with that said, do you have anything you'd like to say, to Tia, as we sign off?
0: I sure as hell do. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for listening to The Elgin Watchman Podcast. If you want more information about what you just heard
0: on this episode, visit our website, elginwatchman.com. The Elgin Sustainability Commission meets the second Tuesday of every month. Check out our website for meeting details. Do you have an idea for a future podcast? We want to hear it. Drop us a line at info at elginwatchman.com. Thanks for listening.